Support for the Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RINKRAT. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T. All one word at manscaped.com. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T at manscaped.com. If that's if my math is correct, that's about 16 million balls. The Rink Rat Report podcast is also brought to you by Boston Pizza's new playoff menu developed using Fanalytics. BP has run the numbers to craft the perfect playoff menu, which includes our winged ribs, the new league leader in wings above replacement. Visit BP for puck drop tonight. Are we recording? Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Recording this Friday morning after a tight, tight, tight game five. Joined by Jason. How's it uh, going, Jason? Uh, going all right. Tough vibes all around. Um, really wish that we pulled this one, pulled this one out, but nevertheless, we didn't. Yeah. So on to game six. What is it? Zero and ten. Zero and eleven now. Zero and ten in. Zero and ten in. I guess win and move on games. Yes. Um, that was a little bit tough. Uh, you know, I was a little bit happier going into this game five. Like usually it's the least and you're like, oh, you know, like it's uh, doom and gloom always. It seems like like everyone was very cautious on the radio, like tiptoeing around like, you know, will they make it to the second round through this game? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously because of the ghosts of the past. But I was like, you know what? We don't have Alex Galchenyuk on this damn team. So I think we'll be OK. Um, turns out wasn't just Alex Galchenyuk, <laughs> but anyways, we're going to get into a little bit of the Michael Bunting discourse, uh, the fourth line and how it's terrible. And then a little bit of Justin Hall, because he had himself a hell of a game. Let's get into some general thoughts on the game. First, the Leafs went up one, nothing. I thought that was, you know, smooth sailing from there. Great goal from Morgan Riley. Um, yeah, it was a good pass from from John Tavares. He drew in three Tampa Bay Lightning defenders somehow. Just a wide open shot from Morgan Riley. He was able to put it into the back of the net. I thought the Leafs got a lot of chances. It was at the point they had 21 shots on goal. They had one goal. They had like four or five fantastic chances. And then add in Marner breakaway. Yarncroc had a wide open look in front of the net. Usually we see that bar down. He got stopped by Vasilevsky. And on the rebound, he got stopped too. Um couple really good cycles here and there. Like the shot volume wasn't quite there compared to what Tampa Bay did. But overall, I thought the Leafs got some very solid looks. Few in tight. I mean, there was a few really good chances. There was one chance, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. It was a shot, I believe, from Tavares. It went off of the Lightning Defender's pant or shin pad or whatever. And then it went off the, the top of Vasilevsky's pad and went out. Just... One of those tight games that was just a matter of bounces, right? Yeah, and and it's funny because uh, the the last few games we kind of scored a lot of goals from distance, but this game it's like uh, we were still shooting from distance. But if you look at the shot map on uh, Money Puck, like we had almost tighter. like almost like like legit fourteen shots in front of the net, like not just in the slot, like literally in front of the net. There's like a oh, yeah. a, a massive cluster of um, shots from there, and and I think the Leafs actually did a pretty good job in their own end too. Uh, kind of keeping shots like the slot shots away from Tampa, forcing mm-hmm. a lot to the outside, forcing them to take shots from the higher, higher, higher points in the slot instead of 
uh, it being net front. It's just like you said, yeah. just unfortunate bounces. And on the I three mean, goals, it was three defensive breakdowns, and boy, did they break down. Um, I mean, so from a goalie standpoint, I actually enjoy following. There's a few different goalies on Twitter that were seem to be like former pro goaltenders. Also, add that caveat. <laughs> Um, that were breaking down each of the goals and did a fantastic job of doing so. It seemed like on the first one, obviously, Justin Hall misses at center ice. Like, what the hell are you doing there, bud? That's another missed hit this series. Um, and that kind of causes a lot of mayhem in the Leafs end. You're short, you're down one. But Alex Kerfoot doesn't realize that he's supposed to be playing defense in that mm. situation. So that also kills him. But Ilya Samsonov on that play, I can see what he was doing. He was trying to kick out the rebound. He was trying to be aggressive on the puck, but then that allowed Sorelli to go around him. So, I mean, Mike McKenna called it hungry, hungry hippos because he was trying to, you know, like the hippos go at the puck like that. But then, you know, Sorelli got the best of them. I mean, like if you were to sit back though and stay in your your butterfly, maybe you would have had a better chance on if you were to go around, but then that gives Sorelli more time with the puck. So I can see why he did it, but obviously in hindsight, it was not the right pick. Um, yeah, but yeah. in terms of what you were saying, like Ryan O'Reilly had a fantastic look off of like a three whack chance. Uh, I think on the power play, Vasile- mm-hmm. I think it was a block or Vasilevsky just made a huge save. And even further to your point in from the advanced stats, when you look at it at five on five, the Leafs, the Corsi four for the Leafs was 37 Corsi against was 55. So a ton of volume from the Tampa Bay lightning, the high danger Corsi four was eight. Actually, never mind. <laughs> at all situations, that's what I wanted yeah, to look at. We, all situations, the Corsi four was fifty-seven to seventy. High danger Corsi four, which is shot attempts, was sixteen to fifteen in favor of the Leafs. Yeah, and I think I think a majority of those came off those that play that you mentioned with Ryan O'Reilly, but then also the Yarn Crook play where he had mm. two chances in front and like. Man, you bury those. That's a that's a way different game. Um, Marner so, on a breakaway. Marner's wide well. open Neil, breakaway. Nylander also had a, had a couple good shots in front of the net. They're on the power play too. Um, but yeah, like I, I want to get back to the Michael Bunting situation. Sorry, not Michael Bunting. Uh, Justin Hall situation because man, what the heck was he doing on the first goal? You drop your stick, but like I thought, I thought the Leafs literally pay a guy to like. I'm doing like hand motions, like hover over all the sticks and like make sure yeah. that if, like. He, I guess he, he chose not to go. At, he chose not to get a new one. That might have been the slowest stick pickup I've ever seen in my entire life. The guy took forever. Like, <laughs> like every other player was in the zone before you got into the zone. Like, it's crazy. And then, like, it's funny because you can't even see it on the broadcast. Really, it's in like the far left corner of him coming back. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could see it better on a replay. But it was he completely misses on a hit, drops his stick. And then fumbles around. Someone had to point it out for me. He's just fumbling around with his stick, and then they score. It was the dumbest. It was the dumbest looking play ever. Yeah, it's like almost at that point, just like you're also right beside the least fence. Just get off the, get off the ice. Like, it's not that I, I know it's obviously not the easiest thing to do in the moment, but like, he chose the wrong thing to do in the moment. Yeah, like oh my god, I just rewatched it. It's just brutal. It's like he, like he, just, he literally fumbles it. It's like he's, it's like it's, it looks like a, he's trying to pick up a football. You know when a football's rolling and it a does those football. like skips? Yeah. Like that's that's what it looked like. But it's a stick. It's a it's stick a on stick. an ice. Anyways. Yeah, that was um, crazy. But yeah, but, Justin Hall, brutal game. Brutal game tonight. Oh my god. Or can't say time. that enough. What was it? Nine percent expected goals for on for all three goals against. I mean, the second one, Mikey Asai Asement. Asement, that's how you pronounce it. He draws back into the lineup. Um 
just an awful zone entry against on Justin Hall. He turns the wrong way, gives him a little bit more time and space. But Samsonov, I mean, lost his mind there. He, so in that play, the goalie is supposed to, what he could have done was either the overlap, which is stay pretty much just stay in his stance, or you go into the the RVH, which is one pad down and then the other one kind of at a 45 degree angle. But that transition there, if there, if you know, if a shot's coming while you're transitioning into that, it could cause some issues for you. And he kind of went halfway, like didn't fully commit to the decision and Aceman just slid it in there. I mean, I'm not sure if Aceman was looking for him and waiting for him to transition into that, but if he was, I mean, kudos to him or otherwise it was just a shit goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sammy has to have that one, but I mean, again, like, Made a the bad whole, decision. Like it's 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 not just one player on the ice. Like like a yeah. like Sheldon Keith astutely pointed out, there's not just one player on the ice in reference yeah. to Justin Hall. But hey, in that play where Elian Samsonov should have had that save, who gave up the like legit legitimately the, the most free zone free entry. zone entry is Justin Hall. So yeah. listen, he hasn't had a good series. Um, no. he's been on the ice for nine goals. That's the most of any Leaf. At five on five. At five on five. There's and- a guy on Twitter, Matt Larkin, that keeps pointing at oh, 16 to two when he's on the ice. Like, okay, dude, he plays the penalty yeah, kill. Take yeah. those out. You're being a dumbass. Yeah. There's uh, no other way to put it. Why do you keep like putting <laughs> oh wow? He's getting scored more goals against than four on the penalty kill. Oh. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's just being intellectually dishonest when you just actually just yeah. don't have to. Like he's nine. What's the goals two, four nine, goals against when he's on he's on five on five? Two 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 goals for nine goals against. You don't even it's have to lie bad. about that. It's still bad. Yeah, exactly. It's like what are you doing? But anyways, um yeah. Uh expected goals for thirty seven percent as well. Like just poor oh. series all around from Justin Hall. And I think you wanted to mention that how many how many how many minutes did he play in the third period? Less than three. Him and Giordano didn't play very much. Giordano finished with like 16 minutes, um, but Justin Hall did not play much in the third period. Both of them were on the bench for like the last five minutes total. Yeah, yeah. And so. I, I'm looking through the shift chart. It looks like they got like five shifts, maybe. Maybe, yeah. The and the last period. one was 14 seconds. Yeah, so, um, you know, tough game from him. Um, I mean, we've ragged on him enough. Do you think he comes out of the lineup? Do you think, and would you, if you were Sheldon Keefe, would you take him out of the lineup? I like, uh, if I was Sheldon Keefe, I would at this point, just cause new mix to see, see what happens. But also like, who knows with Sheldon Keefe? I, I honestly don't think he will. So I, I would, but I don't think he will. I think he's stubborn. And I think he likes, like, I just want to quickly see how much time penalty on the kill. time. Exactly. I think that's what I was trying to just stretch time for. Yeah. He's 14 minutes on the penalty kill. Uh, that's, I mean, Jordano only has, the, the next highest D is Jordano with eight minutes. This isn't the entire mm-hmm. series, by the way. And then Jake McCabe with 543. What I don't understand is you could just play Jake McCabe and TJ Brody on the penalty kill. Like, that's what you should just be doing if you're not comfortable with. Uh, All is kind of better than TJ uh, Brody because of, of the shot blocking. Yeah, that's that's one thing I will give credit for. Justin Hall is willing to block shots on the penalty kill and sprint to the 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 flanks and block mm-hmm. those shots. We've seen him do it a couple times, actually. So there is like a positive sign there, but like, man, what what are we going to do? Like I saw man, someone I, was really bad. I, I saw someone, I don't know if this was a joke, but someone on, on, on Twitter was suggesting like, let's just go 11 and seven and just play Justin Hall in the power penalty kill. Like, that's not, that. that's not a good idea. You can't do that. But like, I, all, all we would really need is just like 
DJ Brody and whoever would be playing with him just to show a tad bit more effort into getting to the flanks and blocking those shots. And I think that yeah. almost remedies the problem. Possibly. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I don't think they'll take him out. I mean, I know he's, he was on the bench a lot in the third period, but that was simply because they were down a goal or two at one point. Yeah. Uh, and he's not the most offensively gifted individual. We'll call it. Uh, I don't see them taking him out just simply because like, as we mentioned with Timothy Logan, after several scratches, he hasn't played in like, he hasn't played an NHL game in a, a couple weeks. Like it'd be a tough kind of ask, especially game six on the road or game seven. Like that's uh that's a tall task, but Justin Hall just played horrible in this yeah. game. I did not see a lot of a lot of positives from him. Um, yeah, do you want to get into the Michael Bunting discourse? Yeah, let's talk about the fourth line a bit first because they were okay. like they were and have been awful this series. Um, and I mean, I guess there is like some sound argument for Michael Bunting. I feel like they go hand in hand. That's why I kind of yeah. thought we should bring them up as well. So the argument for keeping that fourth line together and keeping Michael Bunting out of the lineup, a lot of people were like, oh, um, they won three games in a row, so might as well keep the band together. Like, sure, I don't know if that's the best decision-making, but it's whatever. Wait, 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 stop, stop. That's not the best decision-making because... No, it's bad. Because what's the process of how? what's the process of how you won those games? You won those games by surmounting. A th- one of them was a three-goal comeback in nine minutes left in the third period. You don't, you don't win those games. That's not a consistent way to win. No, and you don't, and you didn't win. Like winning those games had nothing to do with that fourth. Like literally nothing to do with that fourth line. Like yeah, they they had no yeah. impact. If anything, they had a worse impact on your own team than they did affecting the, the outcome of that game. Like they they hurt you more than they helped you. I'd agree. They didn't do much. <laughs> like the, I think the thing was. They kind of like the defensive ability of those guys that they like, especially Zach Aston Reese. Um, Cam Sharon's tracking data showed that uh, Zach Aston Reese has actually been carrying the puck out the most, and he was the most successful out of the guys on the fourth line, which, I mean, Sam Lafferty's the fastest one, so I don't know what the hell he's doing out there. But as well as they're not, they don't really like Michael Bunting's defensive game. It's really not that, that good. I mean, it's the numbers are going to be good because he plays with Matthews and Marner. Um, my God, sorry. I just got to text my brother. That's okay. If he's listening but... to this, fuck off. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much my point. So, so, so um, yeah, Michael Bunting, like, I, I don't know. I, I can, I can get behind why maybe, Hey, like you feel like he's not the be- the best defensive player, but like we have other guys in our lineup who are literally awful playing in our own zone and they still play again, top six minutes with like other mm-hmm. defensive players. And if Zach Aston Reese is the guy who's moving the puck on that line, I literally see no reason why Sam Lafferty should be in the line. Cause in my head, that's kind of what the role Sam Lafferty played on that fourth line was, is he's the guy who transports the puck. And in that tracking data, I, I did notice that. Yeah. Zach Aston Reese had a couple D zone turnovers more than Sam Lafferty, but he also had way more puck touches. So naturally mm-hmm. that's just, that's going to come like, if like Asterix is going to turn over the puck more, because well, he had a ridiculous amount of turnovers. Yeah, yeah, but he. T- to be fair, it's also only a four-game sample, so it might just be like a possibly small, yeah. like a small sample game. One issue. was a bad turnover. Exactly. But, yeah. Sorry, but, I didn't mean to sound mean. My brother texted, not just texted me. He texted me saying, "Don't worry, boys. This isn't like last year." In reference to the Leafs, so that's why he warranted me telling him to f off. Okay. So just for <laughs> context, there. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, like, I I just don't see a, a purpose to playing playing this line. Like, 
And sure, like if if you think Michael Bunting is bad defensively, then you also have to bring up the fact that like Sam Lafferty is shit offensively, and David Camp is a shit zero offensively. offensively. Zach Aston Reese is shit offensively. They got they They're had zero, all shit offensively. Zero and you want to like the numbers back it off too? To back it up too. Do you know how many shots? Four, like shots on net four, Sam Lafferty was on the ice for in this game, in game five? Zero. Zero. He was on the ice for two goals against. Yeah, that's brutal. You that's can't brutal. have that. Exactly. And, and and it just furthers the point of like, if like, what, were they going to score three goals when Michael Bunting was on the ice? Like, no, like that's not what's going to happen. Like, also like sometimes the best defense is a good offense and keeping the puck in the opponent's zone is a good way of quelling a fourth line. On top of that, Look at what Tampa did. Tampa chose, like, Tanner Janot is the more seasoned NHL player than Michael Isomont. But Isomont is a better, higher-skilled player than Tanner Janot, and they felt that would fit better with a Nick Paul and uh, a yeah. Brandon Hagel line. Yeah, Janot is than, injured. Um, Aismont, I believe, is a couple years older than Janot. Yeah, but... <laughs> Janot has more NHL experience than than Aismont. Aismont hasn't played a full NHL season. He's been a career uh, AHL guy. So that yeah. is that's almost like a I don't know I don't know if what what the right way to put it would be, but like like look at what they're doing. They obviously know what they're doing. They tend to do things right. Like we should not be copying what they are doing, but kind of mimicking the same thought and philosophy behind their decision making. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in the in the full series, I'm just gonna try and pull up these stats quickly. Um, where is? Okay, yeah. So T- Janot has 172 career games, and Aceman has 55, but Aceman is a year older. So. Yeah, but age really doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. Um, it's more about the experience, but yeah, like Sam Lafferty's like, I'm sorry, like he's been on the ice for. He's been not good. There hasn't been any results for in terms of like what he's been doing. He looks totally lost out there. Like you see him make like, like I like his ability to continue the cycle, but it's just like the numbers show you continue the cycle, but then what the hell happens on that cycle? Yeah, there's no end Nothing. to it. Yeah. Like it's, it's... I think you just got to like, at the end of the day, we, we mentioned the micro stats and they are important and it is just, it's a data point, but you know what else is a data point? 49 points this year. I believe yeah. that's more than the, all that fourth line combined. Yeah. And and Michael Sam Lafferty had 23 goals. Sam Lafferty also had the benefit of playing with like this is going to sound weird but playing with Chicago but and when I say that it's there he was playing higher minutes in the lineup. He had tons of opportunity. I don't know if he got any power play but he also got like way more minutes. Maybe so it's like um if you're looking at strict points per 60 like that gets even that, that that's like even worse. But on the ice, Sam Lafferty, 29 Corsi for 56 Corsi against. They're getting killed and they're playing with their majority of their minutes against a slow fourth line in Belmar, Perry, and uh and Maroon. So no, so last game, what I noticed. So if if you I want to look at the breakdown exactly. I still have it up here. So number one player that they played against uh, that Sam Lafferty played against was Ma- Michael Asement. Uh, three minutes. He played a total of like six, five on five minutes. So three minutes of Michael Aceman. The next highest forward was Nick Paul. Okay. And then Braden Point at 227 and Nikita Kucherov at 216. So it seemed like at times they were just not afraid. Like there was a play where the Leafs had their fourth line out and they just like kept them out a few times against Tampa Bay's first line. So I don't know if I think Sheldon Keefe just has way too much confidence 
in that fourth line, even though like they only played like six minutes, the matchup situations were very, very odd to me. Yeah. And it seems, it seems like that's honestly the story. Excuse me. The story of the Leafs is, and this team is that Sheldon Keefe has too much confidence in things he probably shouldn't be confident in, honestly. You know what? You should be confident in your top guys. Yeah. Like this yeah. is a game where your bottom half of the lineup, if you look at the numbers, got kind of caved in. Like your third pairing D got caved in. Your fourth line got caved in. You got a good game from your top six. Um, Matty Nyes in his first appearance in the top six had a couple pretty good chances. Um, almost drew a penalty or two here and there. Um, was getting himself the puck like he does a good job of doing. Like we've seen him in uh, the past few games. Uh, your top line, Austin Matthews scored to make the game 3-2, make it a little closer. Um, Nylander was moving and shaking out there. Jaren Kroc had a couple good chances. But then like the bottom half, like obviously two goals isn't enough. But the bottom half of your lineup didn't hold you to 0-0. It was yeah. a negative. Yeah, and and, on, and like yeah, you could say two goals isn't enough, but it's not like it was for lack of like, I don't want to say lack of effort or lack of trying. Yeah, obviously they're always trying, but like the, it's like the stats back up that hey, like and the, yeah. if you watch the game, they're like hey, they had they were generating chances like and like we said earlier, it's just the yeah. difference of just a couple bounces going in and not going in. I think it was very funny. Like Mitch Marner breakaway gets stopped. Like Nylander, a couple good chances gets stopped. But how did the second goal go in? Marner just said f it. Fired it on net through it. Yeah. Tavares gets the tip. Matthews wide open rebound. Now, honestly, we have to focus. I less think that's on... four points now from Mitch Marner just turning around and slapping it on net. Like, uh, forget it here. Yeah, just uh, enough. Enough of the firing in the slot. Just keep shooting from outside. Yeah, enough <laughs> of these breakaways. We need just, <laughs> just Dirty everyone. Dirty goals, like yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what's been working, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think it was coming into this game like. 10 out of the 19 leaf schools were just from like contested um contested shots so like through screens and such and i mean justin Bourne actually had a fantastic article he's got uh, a tracking system and like an expected goal system going on uh with amazon uh aws where like using tracking technology in the sweaters and the puck he's able to determine okay how square was the goalie to this what was their height on this situation uh, how how close were they to the puck to determine like the ex- the expected goals percentage on it? And he was saying like, look at like these five Leafs goals. And Andre Vasilevsky is dead square to that puck, but then it goes in. Why? Because he can't see it. So it's yeah. pretty interesting to read. And yeah. even even um, Mike McKenna had a good article too. It just reiterated what we were saying. Like he's like, look, like high block, like blocker side on Vasilevsky. That's not. That's kind of a fallacy that the Leafs are targeting that, but it's through screens. High blocker seems to be working for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that a fallacy? I thought it was like. They've but... been shooting blocker more than glove, but it's like not it's in terms of it, like, Oh, blocker side weakness, whatever on clear shots. He's getting them. It's high blocker through a screen seems to be working more than high glove through a screen. I see. I see. Okay. So, but it's still like a five, four game sample size. So, but I didn't think they got those contested point shots as much as they did in previous games. So I think well, we'll see an emphasis on that. Um, not getting a power play goal kind of hurts you too. I don't think they drew too many penalties though. Like I wouldn't say the power play was bad. They got a couple great chances, but you know, having a power play goal would have helped you obviously. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, I think you're right about the uh, shots from the point, but I think that's also just partially because we're getting so many chances from the slot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's tough, but it was a solid, close game. Um, Just didn't get the bounces there. Right. Yeah. I think that that's what it comes down to. Vasilevsky had a great game outplayed Samsonov. I would say like Samsonov, the numbers will show that he played well. I think it's 34 saves on 34, 37 shots, but he looked awful out there. He was overreacting to pucks like crazy. He was fighting it a lot. The rebound control wasn't there. Couple of the goals. It was just like you overplayed two of the goals. You overplayed it. One of the goals, you made a bad decision. So like that's, Three kind of like, I wouldn't say bad goals, but like one bad goal and two meh ones. Like the third goal, why did you have to slide so far into David Camp? It's a shot from the slot. Just react to it. And then because he overreacted on the first shot that got blocked, the second one was a wide open net. So it was like, I thought he was battling it out there, even though the stats will say he played awesome. I wouldn't say so. I've seen better from Ilya Samsonov. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, think, I think that's Monster. fair. I think that's fair. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, lines for next game. What do you have those at? Uh, Bunting has to draw in wherever you put him. That's kind of up to you. I kind of saw an idea floated around where he goes on the third line and Kerfoot comes down to the fourth line. I'd almost just... There. I, I, I like that, but again, we're going back to um Tampa, and it seems like towards the end of the fourth game... Uh, Sheldon Keefe was favoring playing that third line more against tougher competition. So I feel like that would kind of slowly defeat the purpose of that fourth line. Or sorry, third line. So I think bunting on the fourth line just makes sense. And then if 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 push comes to shove towards the end of the game, you just swap swap bunting and Kerfoot and roll three lines. That's one thing I feel like I didn't touch on this game that I want to see more of. Like, why did David Camp play 13 minutes? Why did he play 13? Why did he play yeah. 13 minutes last night? Uh, how many at five on five? Uh, I'm not sure, but he played 13 minutes, and that is too high. I'm sorry. They only had four minutes of penalty kill, right? They only had two yeah. power plays. So even even if he played two minutes of those four, he should not have been on the ice for 11 minutes that game. That's one of those games where your fourth line should literally play zero minutes because, I mean, up up and, at least up until halfway through the second period when they scored their second goal and we're down. When we're down in an elimination mm-hmm. game, the fourth line should never play. And I know that maybe Sheldon Key feels confident about that line against their top line, but who cares? Just roll out our best line against their best line. So actually on the that? broadcast, nine minutes left in the fourth in the third period, uh, there was a fourth line versus fourth line shift. And Chris Cuthbert was like, I think this is the last time you're going to see those fourth lines used in this game. And then like four minutes later, the fourth line went out there and got scored on. It's crazy. It's, 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 it's just, it's, it's pure and utter stupidity. Honestly, it, it's it, was a, just, it was a big, does he know moment? Yeah. It's, you know and he, I mean? play, he played 10 minutes at five on five. So maybe, maybe more that was Matthew Nice, No. Yeah. Just like Matthew Nice had a hair more, but I think that's because Matthew Nice was hurt for a bit. Right. Like he was, Oh yeah, he blocked that shot. So I guess I don't know how many. Yeah, I, six I, I, seconds more. Okay, I'm, I'm not sure how many shifts he missed as a result of that, but uh, a few, not many. I mean, if you're, hey, if you have a top, top, top six forward in your bottom in on your fourth line, maybe that that changes the way that things go when Matthew Nice gets hurt. Mm. And he can slot up and play play those minutes. That's true. Um, 
Yeah, I do like the use of William Nylander more in this game as well. Yeah, uh, yeah that's that's seventeen twelve for Matthews, and then second highest forward at five on five was Nylander at fifteen fifty two. Um, so that was good to see something that they didn't they didn't utilize him that much uh, in previous games. I mean, I, obviously the, his starts in those games were not very good, but I thought in this one he was humming. Um, one thing that we pointed out previously that I liked in this game, especially from William Nylander, and even. Marner Matthews too, was that they were setting up plays. It seemed like in their own zone for carry-ins from their better players. And one of them resulted in, I think a couple resulted in some good chances. Uh, one was at a six on five where Matthews got tripped. I don't know how that wasn't called, but. Cause there was you know, already called pen- too many. Yeah. There's already penalty call. Can't call too many. Call two. Can't call two at the same time. Whatever. Cause then they would give a five on three. And the Leafs aren't allowed to get those. The Leafs aren't allowed to get it. That was all sarcasm. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> for, for anyone that didn't pick up on that. But yeah, I, th- I think setting up those plays for your better players to get those zone entries like that, I mean, seemed to work when they tried it. So why not try it a little bit more, I would say. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, so in terms of lines, I do... I, I, I think I like the third line idea where it's bunting Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Chari, move Kerfoot down to the fourth line. Um, I mean, I understand that. Well, I mean, Lafferty, yeah, Lafferty hasn't exactly been a puck carrier. No, Alex he hasn't. Kerfoot's a, he hasn't at all. Alex yeah. Kerfoot's a better puck carrier than him. Alex Kerfoot's a better defensive player than him. Somehow, actually, Alex Kerfoot's a better offensive player than him. <laughs> it's just really he's not just, He's much. just a better player than him. You don't have to. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think slotting and bunting in that third line could work. I mean, I don't think bunting's a big enough de- uh, defensive liability where it's like, oh, now you can't, you know, only have to play this third line offensively. Like, so, and like, honestly, the results wise in terms of expected goals, or actually even the first shift that the third line took last game, they got hemmed in their own zone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, but, like, they had to take like a two minute shift because they got hemmed in their own zone. So it's like, I don't know. Oh, it would have been a three minute shift if there was Michael Bunting on there. No, I don't, I, I don't think so. Yeah. So I think it'll add, add a little bit more offense to that one. Just, uh, he's got to be, I think the one thing that you got to be aware of is that O'Reilly and Achari like to go to the net. Bunting like also likes to go to the net. You got to kind of watch and play a little bit higher. We saw Kerfoot do it a lot in this game. I mean, even once on the first goal, maybe he was even, a step half a step too deep in, but I don't think I don't, I wouldn't blame him on that rush against. Yeah. But um, also at the same time, maybe that's better for the, that, that line because nice was kind of usually on that line. That's when that line looked back best was with Matthew nice. And listen, Matthew nice yeah. earned, earned a promotion. Maybe I'm overlooking. I'm, I'm overthinking it. Yeah. But not, not even that, but maybe having a guy who goes in first, like Michael Bunting might be better than Alexander Kerfoot Cause then you're too, arguably better, more responsible de- mm-hmm. defensive forwards are able to play that higher role and play it to a more effective way, right? Because then on top of that, if Achari is playing a high high of three, I'd rather him be playing a high of three than Kerfoot because mm-hmm. if that bucks where it's out, he's got a shot. He has a chance to beat the goalie. Same, yeah. with, same with Ryan O'Reilly. He has a good shot or he can set someone up. So mm-hmm. maybe it's a just, little... It was just something I noticed no, from course, Game 5. Yeah. Like, but then again, like Achari does, is very defensively responsible. Mm. O'Reilly is very defensively responsible. I think they will read off of what Michael Bunting does. And on top of that, Bunting gets the puck, puck for himself a lot better than uh, Alex Kerfoot. So there is that too. 
I do wonder if you put those three together, who's going to move the puck up the ice out of the three? Because they're all not the greatest uh, puck transporters, but I think... I think they'll be able to figure it out. I think they'll figure it out. Especially considering they've been playing mostly a dump and chase uh, mm-hmm. kind of style of play. So a lot less carrying puck in the zone. Yeah, Exits. it wasn't like Alex Kerfoot had many rushes up the ice. With mm-hmm. the puck. I'd I, love to see what he did. Yeah. Anyways. Exits I'm not too worried about with that line simply because like from what I've watched, O'Reilly, O'Reilly and Char- Achari support the, the like whoever the winger is. Like there's mm-hmm. enough support there from either guy that they're able to get the puck out with numbers. So Yeah, and I think if you keep that top six together, you're going to get some good results from them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I, I liked what I saw in this game, especially from the second, like I think the top six was a lot more well-rounded than what we've seen in previous games. Right. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. I think, I think that's, I think that's, that's right on right there. So. Yeah. So anyways, so we're saying bunting draw in Lafferty out. Justin Hall is going to stay. Yeah, I think so. I'll be curious if they, they scratch him. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to do so, but I just think it's I like I'd put it at like a 70 30 chance of 70, 70% Hall stays in, 30% he gets taken out. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think either way, bunting drawing in will help to improve that forward group. I, I, I mean, on the road, Tampa Bay, game six, win and move on. John Cooper. You can take those comments about let's go b- come back here for game seven and shove them up your hoop. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Any other thoughts on this game? That's it for me. All right. Um, I think that's all we got for today. Thanks everyone for listening. Go, let's go.